Hearts of Fire is brought to you by the All of Us Research Project, which has a simple mission, to speed up health research. To get there, we need one million or more people to join the program. Visit joinallofus.org slash southtexasblood and find out how you can become one in a million. And now here's the host of Hearts of Fire, Adrian Mendoza. Welcome to Hearts of Fire, a South Texas Blood and Tissue and BioBridge Global podcast. This is our pilot season, and we are excited to bring you the stories of our employees and our mission. Today, I have the greatest honor of all to get to introduce my former boss, Richie, who's going to introduce me to you all as our team members. So, well, welcome, Richie Wyatt, and tell us first, before anyone we get started, what is your your role here. What's your job? Well, before I get into that, I just got to say, I've never been on a podcast before. I'm very glad there's not a visual component to this because it's really hot outside and I'm all sweaty. I've had a very stressful day trying to save and enhance lives the best that I can. And um, this is a really, really welcome thing to be in an air-conditioned studio with you, Adrian, as well as our our executive producer, David King. So to your question, my name is Richie Wyatt. I've been with the organization for over four and a half years, coming up on five years. I am our uh, general counsel. I, um, um, I oversee our HR department. I um, do various things, but I also am our chief compliance officer th- that gave me the great opportunity to, uh, gives me great opportunity to oversee our global quality department, which Adrian uh, uh, ran. And so it gave, allowed me to be her, her boss uh, for about four years. And it was a great, great joy. Um, and so I'm super happy to be here. Me too. I, I am very, very, very happy to be here and excited about the entire journey I've had with this organization. I really loved working with you and I still get to work with you, which is great. Um, but uh, enjoyed my time in Global Quality as much as I'm enjoying time now. So Well, it was fun for me. When I interviewed for the job, you were already here. And uh, so I was interviewed by Marty and some others. Uh, but then I also had the opportunity to, uh, to interview with some folks that I'd be working with, including you, before I started the job. And I walked out of that interview thinking to myself, okay, I think being chief compliance officer won't be so bad because this woman, Adrian, knows what she is doing. And uh, it turned out that my impressions uh, were, were spot on. And uh, so going back to those early days... I would say one of the things you were already in the process of sort of turning our quality department into what we now call global quality department, mm-hmm. uh, where it was pretty um, not not siloed is not the right word, but but w- the, the team was really embedded into the different business units and um, and 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 working somewhat in silos. And you had the vision to say that BBG needs to have a global quality department. We still have expertise to this day, and Emmanuel is doing a great job carrying that on and also making his own enhancements that are fantastic for the group. Um, But you had the vision to really globalize it and to to really create something, uh, not just, well, including with master control specifically with that tool, but but much more broadly than that. And uh, that was something that was very impressive for me from, from day one. Will you tell us a little bit more about what your thought process is when you embarked on that? Sure. Well, it kind of goes back to when I even discovered BioBridge Global. And I originally came over for Qualtex as the director of quality for Qualtex. But it was because, and I was drawn to the whole idea of what BioBridge Global is, 
in that it's this overarching entity that has a lot of depth in both blood banking and cell therapy and, and laboratory testing and in my view was unique in the world um, literally and I still have that opinion today I've, I've searched and searched for another BioBridge Global not to go somewhere else but just to wonder who else is out there doing what we do and there isn't anyone who has the same breadth of uh, and uh, able to capture within one organization all these skills capabilities and talents and uh, so I I saw when I came in to apply to the organization that this was a really unique organization with a distinct advantage in that it would be able to help support developing new things that are un that are not available yet whether it's new technologies for testing for diseases or it's helping to develop new cures or it's helping make sure that the population's needs are met through safety testing and through blood products and it kind of drew on a lot of my experiences in my career leading up to it. I was just excited about what we could do as a whole team together as BioBridge Global. And with our different quality groups, it wasn't as agile as it could be as if we were one quality group for all of BioBridge Global, cross-pollinating and sharing ideas, sharing insights about how we could do things even better. And that's really the idea of quality is how to do things always better. Yeah, you know, and, and you, you, you really transformed the group and, and doing so helped transform BBG. Another thing that kind of started really percolating in your head that then we started working on together maybe about a year or two into, into our partnership um, was not just the global part, but it was what does quality mean? Right. In, in, in a small sense, the quality means, OK, making sure that we can handle FDA audits, um, that, you know, we're, we're on top of all the things that, you know, of a regulatory nature, you know, et cetera. But you started to think about quality in a more expansive way, literally all the way of when the organization started talking about delight the customer, uh, which meant our internal customers, but also our external customers and customer onboarding. We tell us a little bit more about about the, the view that you have of the word quality. I love quality. Um, to me, it encapsulates the idea that what someone's getting out of something is is not only meeting but exceedingly better than expected. And um, that means that it's not only what they expected to be something safe, something that's going to work, but also that it 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 feels right. And um, that means not only to our customers when we think about customers externally, our businesses we work with, our donors we work with. But it's also to the employees. How does the experience of working here help them do their job better? And uh, what gives? What's the opportunity for them to continue to grow and learn their skill set to master the craft that they have? So, to me, quality is encompassing of the idea. It's a philosophy of how to do things with the utmost care and concern for what the outcomes are going to be for the person who's affected by what you're delivering. That's that was that that was a really cool. Uh paradigm shift i think our par uh, evolution of the way that we were thinking about things and um so i you know kudos to you on that and I, I think it's been very effective um one reason that that you were effective in sort of both of those paradigm shifts but also in just running the department and then also that really impressed me and marty and and all your peers and and, and people throughout the organization simply your leadership skills and uh not just your, well, your management skills and leadership skills, which I think are two different things, but um, it, it impressed me your ability to sort of bring the best out of people 
and and get uh, get get your team and various teams to be functioning. Tell us a little bit about kind of the way you think about because this obviously applies even more so now in your current job of being the chief operating officer of, of South Texas. Well, I think first and foremost, you know, we got to enjoy working together and working as a team. Building mm -hmm. a great team means that you not only have, and, and that means building within the team the talents and capabilities you need in order for that team to function, but it means that team has to really care about each other. They need to respect each other, have confidence in each other, trust that there is going to be something that they each bring to the table that will make the whole group better. And to me, uh, I, I enjoy building a team. I enjoy designing the team in terms of like, how should it be structured? How should, Make, should making be? changes in terms of like, let's move this person over here and let's move this person over here and sometimes in a counterintuitive way. Yeah, it, it is. And it's fun to kind of design that. That's one of the sort of organizational design ideas. How, does, how should this work together to put the right people with the right group? Maybe sometimes you need someone who's going to be a great effective team builder, someone who's who knows how to develop and nurture the, the capabilities of the team from a from a leadership standpoint. And then other times you need someone who's more technically savvy to kind of skill up maybe the teams themselves. Um, so for me, it's it's a, an art form to to mash people together and put people together that are going to be really effective. So that's my philosophy is look for those talents, look for those skills that the team members have and what support they need from their counterparts, their peers, or their leader, and then put the right people together. And we, and it's always an iterative process. It's never going to be finished. You, yeah. you always have to make those additional tweaks because people are always growing and needing something more. Yeah, and, and the one constant in life is change, right? Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I feel like that you and I were more simpatico on was just some of the underlying uh, style that we share in terms of, of leadership. And I actually uh, have two books in front of me just as reminders, one of which I was very immersed in when we were working together. Another book has actually come, come to my attention and the attention of our organization more recently. One's called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team uh, by Patrick Lencioni, and another one's called Love as a Business Strategy uh, that's put together by these uh, uh, consultants that we have called Softway. They're very similar. These two books really kind of fold together, I think, really, really well. And... Um, it's common sense, except it's not It's not put into practice widely in lots of organizations, which is basically putting humans first, right? It's, it's basically creating um, a level of trust through respect um, that allows the best ideas to, to come out, right? And, and with a real emphasis of learning from mistakes, for example, uh, and, and, and really getting ideas from all different places and putting that humanity uh, first and foremost, because what is an organization but human beings coming together, working on a common goal? We share a little bit more about your thoughts on, on that? Yeah, I think those, those, both of those books really complement each other really well. Uh, the Five Dysfunctions of a Team really talks about how trust can erode and create a dysfunctioning environment. And it's very true. I've seen that firsthand. I've worked for companies that had uh, some dysfunctional teams. Um, and the way to restore function in a team is really through the strategies that are kind of outlined in love as a business strategy is you've got to have the the humility to be able to look at your team and, and ask them for feedback. How am I doing? What can I do better? What are my weaknesses? 
Are there things that I'm doing that are perceived to be something I wish that they wouldn't be perceived to be? So it's having that uh, opportunity to to care about and the concerns of others and hope that they give you the feedback that makes you better and makes them better as well. So, you know, I, for me, we have, we'll always have areas to grow in this regard, but I know we're all on a journey at BioBridge Global and at Topics Split and Tissue, Jane Cure, Qualtics, to implement more love as a business strategy within our organization because it's so important for the functioning of our teams to make the work uh, that we do not only just save lives and 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 do the good work we do for our mission but be enjoyable for us and bring value to our you know us and our families to our our emotional well-being yeah that is so important you got to have fun and enjoy the people you work with because we spend a great part of our lives here. No, that's right. And you mentioned the word humility too, which is just kind of at the core of, uh, of, of that and, and, and being willing to be vulnerable, right? So, so you can admit mistakes or share with others and create that, that it allows us to create the trust, which then creates the, the, the psychological safety and the respect for, for teams to really function, you know, really well. Yeah, you know, in terms of that, and I think that this is one of the things that I really appreciated about working with you um, directly, uh, daily, is that you were not afraid to let me know things that I needed to improve upon, whether it was my writing skills, my uh, communication skills, um, something I might be making a decision on that you thought I needed to rethink or just be more careful about. Uh, you taught me to and I'm still working on this. <laughs> <laughs> We're all a work in process. <laughs> to take more time, you know, to not rush and just get to an answer, but to take more time. And, you know, it takes a while to build the kind of trust and rapport that you feel like I can take that, that, that constructive feedback without criticism. It's not criticism. It's, it's constructive. It's, it's out of love. You are trying to make me better and have been able to make me better since working here. And it's those kinds of, uh, actions from a manager to their staff from colleague to colleague from donor to our staff and and out you know in all different directions that really helps us to to be better to better humans better workers better for what we do well i i i think that that's fair i mean in fact um i do care about you deeply and i care about this organization deeply and when those two things kind of come together it, it really helps and it actually Reminds me of, of we were having a one-on-one, -on -one, I don't know, it was probably a year and a half ago or so. And, you know, we had developed a really, really strong partnership and worked really, really well together. Um, and we were talking about, uh, or I decided that let's talk about your career. And, um, you know, you had various career paths in front of you here at BBG or potentially outside of BBG. And um, one very obvious career path would be to become our chief compliance officer. You know, my job, you don't have to be a lawyer to have that job. And you could take that job and you could actually grow it in different ways that I haven't, you know, necessarily grown it. And uh, but then you also clearly had a talent and an interest in the operations in various operations uh, for for Qualtex, for GenCure, for South Texas, really for for you have a deep knowledge into a lot of what we do. Um, so I asked you, I said, I'm going to go ahead and put you on the spot here. You can think about it for a second, but in your gut, whether we're talking about in two years or five years or 10 years or whatever, do you see yourself, and again, whether it's here or somebody or somewhere else, do you see yourself as a chief compliance officer? 
um, which was kind of on the path where you are, were on, or an operator, you know, a chief operator. And I let you, you kind of paused on it, but you didn't pause that long. You paused for about 10 seconds and you said, an operator. Boom. I don't know if I was expecting it. I wasn't not expecting it, but uh, that really then helped you and me kind of channel, switch gears a teeny bit in terms of thinking about your career and thinking about what was best for BBG. And uh, lo and behold, about a year later, um, you became named as Elizabeth's successor to be the chief operating officer of, of South Texas. So I feel like that was a kind of, at least between the two of us, sort of a momentous um, a momentous one-on-one -on -one conversation that we had. Yeah, I remembered actually very, very well that conversation. And it's almost like I took a leap off of, you know, kind of into the unknown because I'd been working in in global quality or in quality uh, and quality and regulatory affairs for so long that I was scared, but at the same time I was excited about it and it was like taking a leap. And I knew I was, I was in a moment of, I knew that was going to be a pivotal point in, in my career, my answer to that question. It took me a little bit of time, but as I reflected on the things that I really value about what I'm doing here, I, I felt that for me, the greatest impact I could make at this juncture in my career is to help move us operationally into a really well-functioning team, into um, a place where we could make an impact on not only locally, but you know throughout the world in the work that we do. I was excited about what we've already done as an organization operationally. We're definitely you know world-class, leading edge on many areas, and I, I wanted to be part of that in a very direct way, leading the teams who are making that happen. And, and in quality and, and regulatory affairs, we're often in a supportive role. We need to find a way to help those things get done, and we're certainly part of the solution, but we may not always be able to be in the driver's seat to that change. And so for me, that answer was because I really thought it was time for me to help drive uh, that change and 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 get the support around me with the team to make things even better. So, which was a very cool decision on your part. And of course, it, it's it's a whole different level, different type of responsibility where you're in charge of a profit and loss statement, and you know putting budgets together, et cetera. And also, it helped that you had developed and you just were blessed with a fantastic bench of leaders in global quality, which is now very ably and beautifully run by Emmanuel Casasola. Um, I don't know if we have any more time, but I would, I, one more thing I wanted to mention is that for those that don't know, Adrian is an extraordinary lover of animals. Mm -hmm. And she has a horse named Coco, who I just enjoy getting updates on all the time. So how's Coco doing? She's doing really good. She, does, she doesn't enjoy this very, very hot weather. She's very sweaty and uh, hot. <laughs> when I go and see her, um, she likes the fall and springtimes best, but she's uh she's now 17 years old so she's getting a little bit older slowing down a little bit in terms of we're not going any anywhere wild and crazy on a trail ride but uh she's she's like therapy when i leave you know it's, our, our jobs are stressful we have moments where we kind of have sheer panic and then there's also sort of you know moments where it's routine but you have to have a place to get away from the daily grind and and when i'm uh, with my horse with coco I cannot think of anything except for being with her. It's it's you know important for your safety. Number one, you're dealing with a 1,200-pound animal that could you know kill you if if you're not focused. 
And so you have to be focused on on that. Plus, you're in nature. You're you know you're in, uh, exercising. You're sweating too, and and you know pulling saddles on and off and going out and just exploring new places. It's extremely fun. I've I always love to be exploring. I love to, to try new things, and that's an avenue outside of work that I can do just that. Which is which is very cool. You know, your predecessor rode motorcycles. You ride horses. I'll let the audience decide which is more cool. Well, thank you so much, Richie. I'm so glad you were here to join us on our very first um, episode of Hearts of Fire. Well, it's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you, Adrian. Executive producers of Hearts of Fire are Heather Hughes and Jay Pajinski. Your director is David King, with technical assistance from Matt Flores. Our logo was designed by Roberto Esquivel. Our host is Adrian Mendoza. If you have an idea, for Hearts of Fire, please feel free to email us heartsofire at biobridgeglobal.org.